Morning, church. I'm pretty sure y'all knew that song. Wow. We started a journey last week, and we wanted to spend about three weeks being, being very intentional, being very transparent to let you know what's going on. So last week, we illustrated where we've been, said another way, how did we get here? And we stated last week, there's three reasons on where we, how we got here recently. One, our transition work with Don Hebbard. After Jordan Hubbard left, he spent about, um, Don was here, Don Hebbard, you hear that name, Don Hebbard. He was here about 15, maybe 18 months, um, preaching, helping you all in transition. We kind of kept him around after that. He's helped us with our transition. Two, we read you the, uh, the vision statement of the 2016 elders last week um, from that leadership retreat. And three, two church health assessments. We've done three. We just finished three. And we'll get results of three in January when Don is here. But the purpose of those CHAs is to hear your voice. I want to say a couple of things about um, Mark put these up last week. So the church health assessment measures nine areas, nine areas of church health. And, and you speak into those areas. You, you tell us how healthy you think we are. So in 2016, this is what it looked like. Those, those are the same things I know you can't read. So red, red is at the bottom. Red's not your most ideal place. Yellow means you're getting better. And green is in the healthiest area. So in 2016, we had one green and five reds. In 2018, one green and only two reds. Now, what that means is we're getting healthier. In all of those areas, we're getting healthier. And the reason we know that is because you tell us we're getting healthier. We've been listening to your voice. So today we're going to continue um, our journey and tell you how we got where we are now. It began on June 4th, and on June 4th we had a vision planning meeting. You might remember every four years we go through a shepherding elder process, and in May we added Scott Cox, Mark Grovunder, Lee Munns, Quentin Lachlan, Claude Ross. Those are our current shepherds. At the time we had Bruce, our youth minister, Vince, our children's minister, and myself, and we spent the day, we spent the entire day praying and planning and visioning and we came up with this new vision statement that we've been telling you about. Love God, love others, and make disciples. And we are applying that to all of our five core values. Worship, children's youth, connections and groups, and outreach. And we told you about that. We spent a Sunday on each one of those in August. We spent one Sunday on each of those core values. One of the things that came out of that vision meeting, um, we'd kind of been talking about, but we decided at that June 4th meeting we needed to add more staff. So we added Holly Baldridge, our connections minister. We added Thurman Metters, our worship and outreach minister, and they have hit the ground running. And so that's kind of how where we are right now. Now, I want to talk about that church health assessment again, because this is very important to us. Uh, we've done three now. Abilene tells us no other church has done three. So they really like us because they're using us as, I don't know, a guinea pig or a, a, a foundation or something. So we've done three now. So the two previous church health assessments have illustrated that our congregation is growing older. When we say that, we're not being mean. That's a fact. That's not a derogatory statement. Your voice has illustrated that we're growing older. Don 
illustrated to us that we need to be intentional about growing younger. So we appointed a growing young task force, but even that was misinterpreted by some. In other words, some people said, I talked about this in the auditorium class last week, some people said, you just don't care about the older people. No, we're, we're, we're making a statement of fact that this church is growing older. At no point was it our intention to neglect the older people, the old people, the seasoned people, what, whatever makes you feel there. <laughs> but we heard your voice. I want you to know we heard your voice. For those of you who say, y'all never listen, we heard your voice. So we changed our terminology from growing young to growing healthy. We did that because we heard your voice. And that was a good thing that you shared with us. And that's why we changed that terminology. So how are we going to grow healthy? Well, one way is through outreach. And we're going to be very transparent today, very intentional today. We want you to know what's going on. Here's what we read in Mark 16. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Go into all the world. Here's what we read in Matthew 28, 18, 19, 20. Um, Jesus says, go and make disciples. So the main emphasis is the word go. It's translated as you're going, as you're outgoing, as you go to work, as you go day to day, as you go through your neighborhood, as you are going. And I want you to understand that all the world and all creation starts right here. It starts right here in our own backyard. It starts in Belton and it starts in Temple. And what's important is that we're showing people Jesus. That applies to global. That applies to local. I wrote this down. You can be local without being global. But you can't be global without being local. Let me illustrate what that means. Our current leadership believes it's important that we build up our local church, our local outreach to be a healthier church so that at one point in time we, we can be stronger again globally. Why? Because if we don't build up locally based on two church health assessments, we will continue to grow older. And as Don Hebert has illustrated, we will die. Now, Don illustrated to us that one of the things he's had to do different, there's a huge shift, he's no longer consulting with churches to transition them to grow. He's now working with churches to transition them to die. How, how do you die well as a church? But we don't want to be one of those churches. So, that's why at the present time, decisions have been made to be, have more emphasis on local outreach. On local outreach. So at this time, Claude Ross, one of our shepherds, is going to come up and share some things about local outreach and some things about our global outreach. Good morning, church. Like Richie said, we want to build capacity locally so that we can do more uh, around this world. Several weeks ago, Richie uh, spoke about uh, how we as a church want to be for the community. We want to be for the community. Uh, we want to be there for, for the people here, uh, for the people in this community, and the people that work here. It's been asked, uh, and I've read this before, that uh, if your church closed its doors, would people notice? Would the community notice? And I think about that a lot because I think about, okay, what, what if the Belton Church no longer existed here? Would people miss us? 
Uh, is there something that we have been doing in the community that would no longer be done if we were not here? So I struggle with that, and that, that keeps me thinking more about what we can do uh, for our, our local community. Um, and being a part of this community is nothing new for this church, nothing new. In December of 2002, Jill and I and our little guys at that time visited the Belton Church for the first time. I think it was the first weekend in December. And for those that you have been here for a while, what always happened the first weekend of December? Christmas blessing, okay? And we, we came here, um, for, of course, the first person we met was Pam Blanks, you know, uh, and we got to see what, what this church was doing that very next weekend. Uh, and for those of you that uh, are not aware of this, uh, there are, are two, uh, two communities in South Belton, Miller Heights and, and Southwest, uh, that this church would go and put on a, a Christmas meal, turkey, dressing, pumpkin pie, everything, for the families in those areas, in those, uh, those lower socioeconomic parts of, of town. And that was a great thing. That was a great thing. Uh, but over time, as everything else, the needs of communities change, uh, and, and we stopped doing that. But again, being local and doing things locally, local here in the community is nothing new for this church. We used to have a jail ministry, I believe, at one time, too. Uh, so things that we have done uh, have, have been great, but again, the needs of communities change over time, and part of that, I believe, is for us to make a change today uh, to get back to doing that. We want to be the church outside these walls, outside this wall. Uh, we want to see uh, opportunities for us to share the example of Jesus and serve others. We want to see that working side by side with someone, serving families, serving meals, uh, uh, serving in different ways, can build our faith and attract others to, to come to Jesus. Great opportunity to let our light shine. Great opportunity. Well, we kind of started this recently, uh, this past August. Uh, this past August, uh, we, uh, we announced that we wanted to do something for the preschool. We wanted to do something for the preschool teachers who were coming back. Uh, and we have about 120 students, about 20 teachers, uh, that we said, okay, we want to we welcome them back to school. We want to welcome them into our uh, facility here. So we had the idea of doing uh, uh, gift baskets and, and, and things like that for these teachers uh, that come here every, every Tuesday and Thursday. We wanted those teachers to know that we're, we are here for them. We are here for the preschool that meets in our building. Uh, we, 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 we said, you know, can, can you guys help? Uh, and you did tremendously. Uh, we asked, you gave, uh, and we gave them baskets. And I, th I think that we still have, you know, enough uh, of what you gave to do something else for them this year too. So perfect example of how we were there for the Belton Christian Preschool. Another example uh, of how we want to serve this community. Uh, during the month of August, we reached out to 
elementary school just right down the road here, Leon Heights, very small elementary school. Um, and during the month of September, all of the proceeds from our Wednesday meals were going to help the students and families at Leon Heights. Um, there are kids that go home on weekends with nothing to eat because if they're, if they're not at school, they have nothing to eat. So we have been helping them, providing food, uh, providing some money so that their families can have meals on the weekends when their kids aren't in school. We're currently sending home food to about 20 different families. Also, we're inviting those families to come here on Wednesday nights to eat with us, opening our doors, sit, sitting down at the table with them on Wednesday nights here. In October, we said, okay, uh, let's do something a little bit different. So the, the proceeds from the Wednesday meals in October went to Cherokee Children's Home. Another great example of how, you know, your, your service, your, uh, uh, your help uh, has gone to uh, Cherokee Children's Home. We just sent them a check for a little, 11, little over $1,100. We've been talking about UMHB right down the road here, 317, UMHB. Students are here, uh, and we've been opening our doors to students. We've been reaching out to students. We were in an event at UMHB, uh, what was it called, the plug? The plug, we plugged in at UMHB. We were there, met students, uh, opened our doors, invited them to come eat with us. Students eat free uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're also you know, trying to have a presence uh, with Fort Hood. Uh, families are continue, continuing to be deployed to this area. We wanna make sure that you know, we have, they have the opportunity to come visit with us and hopefully make Belton Church their, their church home. Just a few weeks ago, a coat drive. You know, uh, we, we collected coats uh, for uh, Closet of Hope and Abigail Ministries. And you gave, and you gave generously of, of money and, and coats. But these are just a few examples of how we want to be more engaged, be more involved, and again, so that we are here for this community, so that we uh, are, are filling the need of this community perhaps that some other organization is not doing. Uh, I always look to Romans 12, 21 uh, of, of this being an example of what our, our true and proper worship is being living sacrifices, working outside of these doors, taking our worship, putting it into action outside of these doors. And part of that, too, is letting our guard down. Part of that is uh, making ourselves vulnerable to different situations, whether it be you know, families that, uh, that need help, families that are experiencing things that we may personally have not. But we need to let our guard down. We need to open ourselves up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So let's talk global right now. Uh, about five or six years ago, the eldership uh, in place at that time in 2015 uh, had a faith and vision of reaching out globally. To do that, uh, they, they partnered with MRN, Mission, wait, I got a screen here, uh, Mission Resources Network, uh, to help identify some opportunities for this church to support and to, uh, to do mission work globally. At that time, the elders reached out and the decision was made to support 
three uh, missionaries and their families, uh, Jace Allen, Jason Becca Allen in Cambodia, uh, Jojo and Janet Ramos in the Philippines, and Igor Egarev in Russia. And we supported these missionaries since about 2015. Uh, every year, I believe the total of our support to these missionaries was about $77,000. You know, a, a pretty, uh, pretty substantial support for these for the work that they were doing. Compared to what we were doing locally and spending locally, it was about half of that, about thirty, about thirty thousand dollars. But we continue to support uh, MRM because they give us, they counsel with us, we believe in their work, and we reached out to them for guidance. MRNs told us that um, it's not. It's not a good relationship between a church and a missionary to, uh, to have a long-term, unending uh, agreement. Uh, it's not healthy for the church. It's not healthy for uh, the people in the field doing the mission work. Uh, as a matter of fact, our relationship with these efforts uh, was never meant to be long-term. I think at that time, uh, we were talking about three-year commitment. However, uh, the decision was made by the current shepherds that we'll, we're going to change our focus, that we are going to shift our focus back to doing more locally so that we can build capacity in the future to do more globally. In doing that, uh, we have communicated uh, to these missionaries our intent. Uh, the Jason Becca Allen have returned to the States uh, they, I believe, have relocated uh, somewhere around San Antonio. But we've agreed to continue our support to help them get settled back, uh, back in Texas and back to, uh, back to their work here. So our support will continue through uh, the month of December. JoJo and Janet doing great work in, in the Philippines. Uh, we've informed them that our support will continue uh, until January 22nd. Uh, Igor, uh, in his work, uh, we've agreed to continue one more year uh, with, with him uh, in transitioning our support away from him. Again, this is not, a, uh, not to devalue the work that these missionaries are doing. Uh, this is a decision that the shepherds feel like is important for this church right now. Uh, where we are based on uh, the responses from the Congregational Health Assessment and where we need to go right now. Again, building capacity locally to do more globally. Uh, making a change is, is not easy sometimes. Uh, you know, for, for the shepherds, we have been praying about this for a long time, about uh, where, we, where we need uh, to take this church uh, we have asked God to fill our hearts with his spirit, uh, to give us wisdom as we look to uh, the direction that we've, that we've uh, set before you today and kind of where we've been and where we want to go. Uh, but we believe the best thing for this church right now is to shift our attention more to, to locally. Again, this is not to say that the work globally uh, is not doing good things. They are. Uh, we, we feel like that our focus at this time for this church to, uh, to, 
to build capacity, to build our faith, uh, to uh, reach out to this community is where we need to be at this time. Every mission is good, and we believe that every mission is mission effort is, is spirit-filled. But it's not possible for this church or any church to do everything. Uh, we, don't want, we, we cannot do everything. Uh, we want to do things <clears throat> that uh, support our vision, uh, that support our intent, and to support what we feel the results will be for growing and growing healthy. <clears throat> so it's not possible to do er- <clears throat> excuse me. So it's not possible that we do everything. So we ask ourselves, why? Why do we do things the way we do? One of my favorite writers in leadership is Simon Sinek. Simon has a book that entitled Starts With Why. He says organizations are successful when they focus their work around the why, why they, and not the what or the how. So I think it's important for us to know what our why is for the direction that we've set forth today. Uh, for example, why do we do children's ministry? Why do we do youth ministry? Why do we have a beacons ministry? Why do we support a particular ministry or mission work. So to look at these opportunities, we want to make sure, and for this leadership, we have set up three criteria as to how we will determine what work that we'll be doing. Number one, does it align with our overall mission and other ministries? Does the majority of our congregation connect with or will they connect with this ministry? In other words, does it build faith if we engage with this, with this effort, will it help us serve others? Will it help us serve this community? And last thing, <clears throat> is there a champion for this ministry from within our congregation? Over the years, people have come up to, to, to me <clears throat> and some of the other shepherds asking, hey, we should be doing this or we should be doing that. And our first response is, yes, we do, but will you, will you take the lead and do it for us? So we need champions to help us with doing things here, here locally. We believe these three questions will help us make decisions as far as what we need to be doing and doing locally. We have an outreach team uh, that uh, I ask that you lift them up in prayer this next year as they look at our efforts, as they look at uh, what we can do here for this community, uh, and eventually, perhaps, even outside this community. So these decisions uh, have not been made in a vacuum. I mean, we have been praying about this for a long time. Uh, We have not been holding any decisions back. We've communicated with uh, the missionaries uh, several months ago. Uh, We've communicated with those who are connected with these missionaries. Uh, It's just until today, uh, we felt like the timing was right to make sure that we share these decisions with you. We ask for your prayers as elders and staff as we move forward. Always, if there's, if there's any questions about our decisions or what we do, please, please reach out to us. 
we'll tell you why. We'll tell you why we feel like God is moving us in this direction. So next Sunday, we're going to talk about where we're heading. It's our desire that everyone get involved. We want people to roll their sleeves up, to put their towel on their waist, and serve. We feel like that the fields are ripe. People are moving to Belton. People are moving to this community. And God has a great opportunity for us. We are in a great location here on Main Street. People drive by this, this facility all the time. We want to make sure that we are equipped to serve this community, to serve the people that are moving here, to serve and engage with schools, uh, with those that are in need uh, physically and, and spiritually. We have a light to shine. It's our job to take that light. We want to serve on the highways and byways, and we'll sing about that in just a little bit. But I ask for your prayers as we move forward with this effort. Let's pray.